in, everybody, to another week of that movie show. Mike went and Eddie McCabe taking you through another week of movie talk. Eddie, how are you doing this afternoon? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I, I spent the weekend uh, working down in New York City. Uh, I was following your exploits on Instagram. I was yeah. kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, it was a roller coaster of emotion, right? Yeah. So it was a ton of fun. I was there working. Uh, we have a theater down there. And so I, we have an event coming up at the end of the month that I have to be there for. And I had never seen the space. And so I went down there to just check it out, see what the thing was. I ended up watching uh, a thing where it was an improvised musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the audience gives this company one suggestion and then they do a completely improvised musical. It was a ton of fun. Uh, it was based on like gum and I laughed so hard. You say it was based on gum? Gum. Gum. Chewing right? gum. It was uh, chewing gum. Gotcha. So the, they were trying to save this town really convoluted, kind of one of those you had to be there. But All the right. bad guys, the bad guys in this were Baskin Robbins, the like ice cream company. But These were audience was, suggestions? Is that what I'm no, gathering? So they just get the one audience suggestion, and then they just go from there. All right. And it's and the people that owned Baskin Robbins in this play were Carol Baskins and Tim Robbins. And, right. and it was... I laughed. I laughed very, very hard. <laughs> uh, you know, went on a huge, long hike and uh, saw the Bethesda Fountain. Um, which was something that was really, really fun. It's at the end of the mall in Central Park. Mm-hmm. And you get to, like, you're walking around, and it's like, oh, this is the, where the like they did the scene at the end of the Avengers. Right. Like, the first one, where, like, Loki is, like, sure. getting taken to Asgard and, and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, and then down there, like, through those steps, there's two scenes that I vividly remember. One is at the end of John Wick. Where they all murder that girl by like standing in that circle. They're like, "Yo, you're, you, you died. You're, yeah. you're." And um, in this Doctor Who, <laughs> yeah, this is the way. In Doctor Who, uh, they go to New York, and one of the characters gets abducted by like an alien thing in that same location. And then the Bethesda Fountain, which is absolutely beautiful, um, went and saw that. Went to one of the oldest bars, if not the oldest bar in America. Okay. Is that McSorley's. the one you sent me pictures of? Yeah. Okay. It's called McSorley's. Yeah. And they have two types of beer. It's, it's your type of place, right? Because they got two types of beer, light and dark. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, Love they, it. They give you, and, I, and I, I think I posted a picture on Instagram. I know I sent you a photo. Right. But they give it to you. Like one beer is two mugs. Like the mugs aren't like that big. Okay, but, so because you sent me the picture, and and I just assumed because we we started texting, I didn't really ask you about the beers. I assumed that you were just with a group of people from the theater because there was four beers in the picture. Yeah. So each one of those is actually one thing. Yeah. So so two so two of the mugs is one beer. So that was really just two beers, oh, and okay. that was a total of eight dollars. I love it. I love it. Where is it? So it's uh it's. In New York City, it's McSorley's, and it's on, um, I forget the street name. Gotcha. But it's its fantastic. And then It's on, on Google. It's on Google. Because I, 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 my friend on, like, the street next door. But it's, you know, it survived Prohibition. It's 
it's been there forever. You walk in and it's an old cop bar, right? So they have like all sorts of like police badges and weird shit on the walls. Sure. It's it's beautiful. It's awesome. It's just it's the the oldest timey old timey bar. Sawdust all over the floor. Like it was, it was absolutely bananas. And then uh, I went to the nine eleven uh, memorial, right. uh, you know, after, and I had never seen it before. The last time I was like in that area, they were still cleaning up. Right. So, you know, because that was a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And the basically, it's absolutely beautiful. It's extremely peaceful, um, which is crazy because you like you're in the middle of New York City and you walk in and there's just so much green and so many trees and then in the space where the towers actually were there are these fountains and it's basically just this giant hole in the ground and and then it like like water pours down into the floor and then there's a bigger hole in the center and it all goes in there and it looks like it just goes down into the center of the earth right but around around the outside of it where you like stand at the railing there is everybody's name that was like right. in that building sure. and the most like gut wrenching heart, like heartfelt thing that I saw while I was there was the people that run the memorial put a rose inside the, like the name. So like all the, it's like the person's name, but it's like engraved. And so mm-hmm. there's like, and they stick a rose there on their birthday. Oh wow. And it's like, Oh, that's so like, cause you know, I'm standing there. I'm like, "Hey, what? You know, what's this?" Sure, or sure. What's this? Yeah. And then there was a sign, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I like, I thought it was the family. Right, I thought, right, right. I thought like the family would come and like d- did that. But then I saw like a couple others, and it's just like, "Oh no!" The memorial they put a rose on for oh. their birthday, and it's like, "Oh, that's the most depressing thing I've." Wow. That's the most depressing thing. I I haven't been. I've been to New York since since then, but I haven't. I didn't go by there. Uh, it was it just wasn't. No. It's really far <laughs> south. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, and that's it's sad and it's, it's and, and sad. the whole thing. I, I I get it, but it, yeah, it was like it wasn't that trip. You know yeah, that right. that wasn't the, that wasn't the trip I was on that that weekend. Yeah, um, I saw that, and then I happened to be walking by Trump Tower, mm-hmm. and there was a guy in a Donald Trump mask and sure. suit just like wandering around taking pictures, which makes more sense than like the wait, Mickey wait, wait. Mouse. Okay, I was gonna ask. So so basically like Mickey Mouse down in Times Square, it was just yeah. Donald Trump. Okay. In front of Trump Tower. And it's like this makes more sense. Cause that's the thing that always just annoyed me. Uh, like annoys me about the characters yeah. that are like in Times Square is that like none of these characters are associated with Times Square. Right. Like you just put on a costume Right. And are just trying to grift people out of money. Like the only one I think I can give a pass to that I've seen a few times is like Spider-Man. Sure. Spider-Man but, is a New York thing. Mickey Mouse. The hilarious ah. part is they're always like those party city knockoff costumes. Yeah. that it's like, like if you Google like original Disney costumes from like yeah. 1942, the creepy fucking looking right. Mickey and Donald's, yeah. that's what they have. It's kind yeah. of. It's it's I don't know. I, I well the one that also annoys me too. And it's and, a grift. Yeah. It's it's a it's an annoying grift when you're trying it's to walk. It's a very by. annoying grift. You know the problem. The like, uh, I you know we're Disney people. You sure. know, we've talked about it a million times on this show. And like, the way that Disney does it is like Mickey Mouse. Like he leaves, and when he leaves, there's like a like a carpet, 
right yeah. for the backstage area. So you're not allowed to break character until you're off of that carpet backstage. Right. And like it's purposely designed so that you're like really far out of view of guests. Of course. You know, so that like no kid is going to see Mickey Mouse take his head off. Right. Right. You right. know, like that sort of thing. And these people, and again, you know, I don't blame them. It was a hundred degrees out in Times Square. Sure. But it's sure. like, you know, Mickey Mouse is like sitting there and he just has the head up and yeah. off. And he's just sitting there and then like he sees a kid and he puts it down and like, oh, and it's just like, oh, you just suck. You're, <laughs> you suck. Everything about you. Where's your and pride? <laughs> I, uh, I was walking and this guy tried to give me his, uh, his CD. I've had and, yeah. And I looked at him and I was just like so confused. Right. And he looks at me and he goes, yo, man, don't be afraid of a black man. And I'm like, no, I'm not afraid of a black man. I'm confused as to why you're handing me a CD in 2021. I, even if I wanted this, I don't have anything to play it. I, I, I. Yeah, there might be a DVD player here. I'm not 100%. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm just thinking thinking where I am now in Florida, because I, I didn't bring all my shit with me, and my computer, oh, you know what, the laptop, but I don't think the CD drive works anymore on that, because it's so sure. fucking old. My sure. my computer doesn't have one. Nope. Um, my laptop that I'm on, my desktop, they don't have, they right. don't have disk drives. Right. You know what this, I mean? Like, I, the car. You know what? I could play it in my car. Yeah, I don't have one in my car. I have a CD player in my car. However, it's where where uh, the uh, where the the slot. I'm using it for to hold my phone, basically. Sure. You know, instead of an air vent thing, it's in the CD holder thing. Okay. The CD slot. Yeah, thing. it's like I guess technically my Xbox or PlayStation could play it. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I, th I think there's a DVD player down here. You know what I mean? But it's like, like I I understand. I know the I know I the get game. It. Yeah. You know I know the game. Uh, you're you're on a hustle. I get it. Yeah. I, I grabbed the CD. I grabbed the CD, and then you're like, that's $15, man. Right. It's the Virgil like, trick. <laughs> right. Hey, man, want to take a picture? Cool. Now give me $20. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> not how that works. That's not how that works, man. So how it's like, you I pay me? <laughs> because if you were actually smart, you would just hand out like a, like a business card with a Spotify thing on it. It's true. Just you know what out, I mean? Figure out those QR codes, man. More people... More people would listen to your music, but that's sure. not the goal. But that's the not the goal. You you can't you can't grift people out of ten bucks. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't you, you can't, can't scare tourists. scare the tourists into giving you ten dollars. Yeah, it's like man, no. But again, yes. I just if, if you were actually a musician, so... business cards would be a hell of a lot better. Yeah. But if you're just trying to scam people out of ten dollars, here's a blank CD with my fucking sticker on it. Yeah, because <laughs> you know you there's no mean, music like, on it. It has two like. It has two songs on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you made two songs. It's like, you're I not would, actually trying to be a musician, man. I would be floored if there was actual music on it. Like, if, you know, if, he, if he actually spent the time to burn all those CDs. Again, in 2021, burning a CD is, seems fucking foreign. But, oh, yeah. Because I mean, again, I, I, I would pass it off as I, he went to CVS, bought a hundred fucking spindle of CDs, and printed off labels. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, after, yeah. but it was just like, I just looked at him. I'm like, I don't even have anything to play this on. Like, because if you were actually trying to be a musician, right. if you were actually trying to be a musician, I would actually, like, if you handed me a thing being like, hey, man, check me out on Spotify, I probably would. 
and you'd probably like make more money because like people would play a song, right. you know what I mean? Right. And if you and it's about volume at that point, right? Because right? like you let's just say you get ten cents for every play, you know, and you just have a like the song's not good. Like the songs aren't good at all. That's but, that's not the point. <laughs> right. I good or like bad, you push people. play. <laughs> right. You push play. It was a million and a million people did it, and I get ten cents for it. You know what I mean? Like right, right. that's you're too short sighted. Right. Right now, CDs in twenty twenty one like an asshole, and then expecting me to have a player. <laughs> that's the that's the most auda- audacious part of this whole thing. It's not that you're trying to like make a buck. Like, good on you, man. Whatever hustle works. Sure. Like, you know, my my person. At least you're not wearing is, a bootleg Mickey head. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I respect the dude that's like, hey, man, I like in theory put some effort into like making music. Sure. sure. You know what I mean. Or I also respect because I used to do it all the time in high school. Was like go down and buy a uh, like one of the cases of water and then sell each one for a dollar. You buy, okay. and so like you just sit on the highway. You know, or like right off the highway on rush hour traffic in July, walk up and down. Hey, bottle of water for a buck. You go from five dollars for the case of water, 36 bucks. I used to, uh, in high school, sell cigarettes, pa- buck a pack yeah. out of the trunk like Henry Hill. <laughs> sure, man. So, like, I totally get it, man. Yeah. Like, you know, make the money. We all, we we all had our high school hustles. Yeah. Uh, a big, a fun one that people always had was, um, the Krispy Kreme. So, like, when Krispy Kreme came to, like, Boston, which apparently they're trying. They're going to, like, try again. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, you know, like, again, the problem was is that you expanded. They expanded too fast, right? If you just had, like, a handful of locations in, like, key spots, they would have survived and they would have been able to expand. The problem well, was, like, we're going to match Dunkin' Donuts. And it's like, the fuck you are. Well, that, that was the other problem is the, at least the one the one I knew, because when the one in Saugus came, I was still living in Linfield. And, like, they they put it right next to a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. It's like, you got to put that where there is a demand for coffee and donuts, not where there's already a, a it's being filled. Because, right. let's be honest, it's basically the same shit. Oh, it is. The donuts are way better. <laughs> The donuts yeah, are but wait. they have to be warm, right? So you got to wait. Right. You got to be driving by at that exact time when the fucking lights on, and yeah. half the time the light was never on. So yeah. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not doing Kelly. a special trip, right? Good. Well, because that was the thing is I knew there were two. One you was can microwave a glazed donut. No, I'm good. Yeah, because <laughs> there was uh, one that was in, where it's a Kelly's now, right near like the Encore over in like Everett and Malden or whatever. Okay, okay. Uh, and then there was one out in Dedham. So okay. like, and it's like, yeah, like a situation like that, kind of like Sonic, like Sonic blows, but I've never, I've never on. been, but people seem to love it. Again, the one that opened in Peabody when I was living right. in Linfield, that line sure. was down the highway. It was down right. route one forever. Like it, it wasn't like a, Oh, an opening weekend thing. It's like no. for a solid month, there was always traffic going into that parking lot. There still is, you know what I mean? Like you go there because you're hot dogs and slush, right? Right. And it's I've seen fast the commercials. Food. It's <laughs> fast food. Hot dogs and slush. It's not even uh, like America. You know? <laughs> but and so like they've expanded and there are other ones in, you know, Massachusetts in the New sure. England area. Sure. And it's like, yeah, that's a smarter business plan. I'm gonna get everybody excited coming to this one location as opposed to, oh, 
Now there's a million of them, and there's no demand for it because, meh, Kelly's yeah. ran into that problem. Kelly's Roast Beef ran into that problem because they were super hot shit when it was obviously Revere, yep. and then they put the one out in Jordan's in the Natick Mall. I don't remember that one. Yeah, it was the second location, right? Yeah. And so, like, when they built that Jordan's furniture in Natick, they put a Kelly's Roast Beef in there, and it was like, oh, this is great. There are two places you can get Kelly's Roast Beef. Right. And so it makes the demand for that higher. And then they were like, oh, and now we're Papa Gino's and we're everywhere. Yeah. And, and the quality diminished. The quality went we, down. The prices went up. Right. And then there was one in every block. And right. now you're synonymous with, you know, Papa Gino's and yeah. McDonald's. Right. And all of a sudden you're just like, meh, I don't, I, this isn't a special. And then you figure out that Andy has that roast beef, like beef madness nonsense. Right. And I just started going to those places. Yep. You know, I don't think he listens to this show, but it was just like, oh, that, that man, you know, he's doing mm. the Lord's work when he's not getting put in Facebook jail. And every like, week. He still every, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He still is. He, he's, he's working off the girl account now, Mandy. That's so <laughs> also, that is the funniest thing in the world that, he has a female version of himself, and he basically just catfishes people. It, the fucked up thing is, as he's told the story on, on the other podcast I do, it's a fucking Snapchat filter of him. Yeah, that's, that's the funniest insane. thing. That's what I looked. I, when he, you know, I was like, oh, that's funny. And I was like, oh, he probably just picks like some supermodel or something and put it up there. And then he was like, no, I did the like hot chick filter. Like and then I was just like, oh, I gotta fucking see this. I gotta see it. And I, the messed up thing is, is he's not subtle online. No. It's like he he is open about like he's posting videos of himself from that account, and people will still DM him. Oh, like, yeah. hey, what's up? It's like, are you kidding me? Well, so here's the uh, this is his <laughs> occupation. Literally says, I think, fuck puppet at land and sea. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, people are just stupid. So the New Age Insiders had a uh, had a character that we had created called uh, Frog Balor. Yes. And basically it was at the height of the, like when the wrestler Finn Balor was down in their developmental brand the first time, like originally. Yep. And the wrestling community, their whole deal was they were like, oh, everything will be solved on the main roster if Finn Balor comes up. So Chris does a character that basically sounds like Kermit the Frog. Right. right. Like that was the impersonation of all of those. Like it was Finn Balor guy, basically. It's right, like right. and it sounded like Kermit the Frog. So another one of our fans ended up making a Kermit the Frog yep. puppet. Well, he bought the puppet, but then right. painted it to look like the wrestler Finn Balor. Where his face paint yep. made it look like that. Uh, and so they made we made a Twitter and Facebook account and some fucking idiot. Like some girl, and I mean, God bless her, but something's got to be not right because she thought that even though it is extremely clear that this is a frog puppet, like at no, like the only time that a picture of the wrestler is on any of that page or social media is when we physically met him to give him a puppet. 
Right. Like that was that was it, and it was like him with the puppet. Like that, that, there was that puppet had a run for a minute though, because there was pictures on his Twitter of him like on in other cities with that yeah. puppet on his fucking oh, hand. He loves that puppet. He like, absolutely I, loves that puppet. I know it wasn't him, and I think it might have been Chris at a, at an indie show where I saw the puppet get thrown into a battle royal once. Yep, the at chaotic <laughs> and it rest- had an entrance. It had an entrance and everything. Yeah, I, I entrance video. I made the entrance video. Yeah, we. It was a chaotic wrestling show. The puppet was so over that it was in the battle royal. The battle royal, and it was just it was Chris just throwing the goddamn thing, right? Yeah, he just well, he just tossed the puppet in the ring, and then uh, Scotty Slade, a friend of ours, basically did the like you know the the, like cobra thing, you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. like the frog was like possessed, like took over his hand and like possessed him for a while. Gotcha. So what did this girl do before we jump into the movie? Oh, she was basically trying to like bang the frog bang. No bang Finn Balor. She thought that the frog was like Finn Balor's like account. Jesus Christ. And it's, and it's just like, and it was funny because I'm, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night, or middle of the night but the next morning yeah. and I notice, like, because I, you know, I get we share the account, right? It's, right, it's right. all three of us. We share all the account, and Bill got bored and started like fucking with her. Sure. And so, cause you know, and it's just like he's not even being subtle about it. Like he's doing, he's hitting as many frog puns as he possibly <laughs> can. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I can't remember off the, any off the top of my head, but you know, she, at sure. one point he's like, "This conversation is riveting." <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it's not even subtle, but it's like this person is just like, I need you to talk to me. I'll give you all the money in the world. Like I just, I love you so much, and it's just like this is a goddamn puppet, <laughs> puppet lady. Puppet. I don't know what I don't know what you're. The funniest part is it's it's not like uh, Finn Balor isn't a social media active person, right? He he definitely has his own verified accounts oh, everywhere. It, Oh yeah, and it's also so funny because I have a uh, I have the the uh, frozen gif on standby because like wrestling fans are stupid and I unfriended a lot of them yeah. uh, or unfollowed them because I'm like I want no part of this. You're a right. toxic bunch of losers. I can't deal with this anymore. Uh, but it was like people would get all excited because it was like, oh, Alexa Bliss followed me and like sent me a personal message, and then it's like. You know, the picture's Alexa Bliss. It's the name is Alexa Bliss. But then it's like Bliss Alexa 5876. And it's just like, you know, I have that gif ready where it's uh, from Frozen. It's like, I'm going to tell him, don't you dare. <laughs> because I always send that. They're like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what, what are you going to tell me? Because they always get pissed off and bent out of shape about it. So it's like, that's not who you think not, it is. Do you know hard. who's not going to ask you for $400 page? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not. They're just. Here's the thing. Most people. <laughs> most, people. Most, most people that you don't know. Because the only type of people that are going to ask you for money are your scumbag relatives. Yeah, definitely not a person that's gainfully employed on a nationalized televised show. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. I'm going with no. Uh, yeah. Before we go, and while we're kind of in that that realm, uh, have you watched uh, the A&E show Hidden Treasures, WWE's Hidden Treasures? No, but that's the Triple H one, right? 
Yeah, so basically it's kind of like a storage hunter or or like basically a scavenger hunt. They take they take WWE legends and send them out across the country looking for items from their past. And it's been it's okay. It's cheesy as fuck, but but it's it's okay. Yeah. It's it's not a bad hour watch with breakfast type of thing. Um, Here's the thing, there's probably a ton of it because like those wrestlers aren't taken care of. Like you you see these people that are like on TV and all this other crap and you like assume that they're like sure. all set, but it's just like no, I bet you that Mankind or, like, Mick Foley at one point was so broke that he did sell the original Mr. Sokka. Uh, a lot of his were more charity, but then there are some, like, this yeah. week. Uh, this week, it was uh, Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine. Sure. And, I mean, I'm not going to go down their fucking past, but there was a moment on the show where they had found the original Greg Valentine robe, the, the sequence, okay. the red one, the famous one. Yeah, right. And... The uh, the guy who's kind of like the on location host, he's an NXT trainee or something like that. Um, he's the he's the guy that's making the offers. He has he has his budget and he's sitting there offering this fan who has a room full of memorabilia uh, fifteen thousand dollars for the robe. And and the uh, it was a robe and the mask that Beefcake wore when he was with Hogan yeah, after yeah. after his accident. And, and he had like a, one of those orbital masks or whatever. Yeah. So he's offering him 15 grand for this and I'm looking and I'm just watching Beefcake and Valentine and I'm just like there's a tear coming down because at the end of the episode because these guys are not well off by by the way. These are not you know this isn't like they're not making John Cena rock money okay. They're working for a living. Ed Leslie was a fucking train driver before you know his problems here in Boston and um, at the very end (laughs) They're looking for a pair of Greg's boots, and he has them in the closet. He's like, "Here you go." And and the guy goes, "All right, I mean, I'll offer you like a uh, thousand bucks." And he's like, "And he's like, oh, okay, I'll take that." And then they cut away, and all I could think is, as soon as the camera stopped, he asked for five thousand dollars. Yeah, because like I'm just like they, they they gave this guy fifteen grand for yeah. a robe that was his. Yeah. <laughs> And he could probably use the 15 grand. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the saddest part about the whole thing is like, you know, they're all on in, They're all independent contractors. Right. Yeah. So and then not... some of them seem like they're doing OK. Like like the Booker T episode. It's like, OK, Booker T is doing pretty well for us. Obviously he's working. Yeah. He's got a radio show. But you don't see Greg Valentine on WWE a lot. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, it, it's definitely like the wrestlers from the 90s are more savvy, like the ones that. We're in the 90s and went into the 2000s and kind of got in on the like the social media end of stuff. But it's like, yeah, Ron Simmons, you can pay him not a lot of money to show up, get on a microphone and go, damn. Sure. You know what I mean? And it's sure. and it's like, you're not doing it for the love of the game. No, I'm you, not. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be traveling around the country going to these indie shows with 50 people at it. When she's out of jail, there's many things you can pay Sonny to do. Right. <laughs> right. We'll you leave know? it at that. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it's like, that's. <laughs> so it was It was just one of those things. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying, like I said, it's a cheesy fucking show that I yeah. watch at breakfast. But I was like, oh, because again, I've seen, I've seen Brutus at the Revere movie theater. Yeah. Like hustling people like doing what we mentioned like the Virgil thing like he was just at the bar with friends and I happen to be on the other side of the bar I'm like oh that's Bruce Beefcake and then I see people go up and ask him for a picture 
and he wouldn't take a picture. He sent a friend to the car to get an eight by 10 out and he asked them for $10 for him to sign the eight by 10. And I'm like, and I get yeah. it. I get it. That's, that's your hustle. That's, that's your fucking yeah, right. thing. But Big watching dollar. him on this show as someone is getting $15,000 for something he owned yeah, at one right. time, at one time that mask was on his face. Yeah. Right. And now it's, it's crazy. It's in this guy's fucking toy room. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I like, I don't know how to submit something because a friend of mine has killer Kowalski's hall of fame ring. Well, there's got to be a way to fucking figure that out. You know out. what I mean? And it's just like, I would love to see I mean, Triple there's, H. There's got to be a guy who knows a guy who knows a die jack. Yeah. I, should <laughs> I mean, I could text several people. You know, I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a guy <laughs> I, who knows a guy who knows thing. a war raider. <laughs> I'm the guy. I don't know why. Exactly. So you just figured out your own problem there. Hey, yeah. by yeah, the so. way... <laughs> Because that's that's something that they would absolutely. I mean, Jesus, he trained Triple H. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Do it. <laughs> do it. While we do this, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, Fast and the Furious. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. For those ten seconds or less, I'm free. Let's go for a little ride. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. Live my life a quarter mile at a time, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> it's this. So it's nuts because there are several shots in this movie mm-hmm. that are iconic. Yeah. Now, whether they they're definitely in universal film hype packages, sure. right? Um, the one of. Paul Walker and Vin Diesel when they pull up to the stop site and are going to race the Ferrari. Yep. That that photo. Because of, they look very handsome. The shades look yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's an iconic Smoke shot. Smoke them. <laughs> and then at the end, at the end of the uh, movie, when the charger flips over the semi and like uh, flips yeah, over the, Paul that when it when it takes off and kind of does the wheelie that yeah, as well. Like those are iconic movie things, and it's crazy because like. You think Fast and the Furious, yeah. and you immediately think that we're on Fast and the Furious 9, right? That movie's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Yep. And it's a joke, and it's the cars flying through. But then you sit down and you watch the first one. This and was you're like, a movie. This was a movie. Right. And there's, like, the, the Vin Diesel, like, winnings winning monologue is, <laughs> like, a cinematic monologue. Right. Like it's it is that is one of those things that was like it was badass at the time and it has stood the test of time as like an iconic movie moment. This so 
there's a lot of let me let me just do this again. Yeah, I'm, I'm start, starting to twitch. Yeah. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious. Now we got to say the, the title correctly yeah. because this title has been used and repurposed a bunch. This one is The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, Fast, uh, and, Fast and Furious is the fourth one. Yes, exactly. This was released June twenty second, two thousand and one. Uh, had a budget of thirty eight million dollars. Came back with two hundred seven point three million at the box office. Uh, it was directed by Rob Cohen. Uh, screenplay was by Gary Scott Thompson, Eric Burquist, and David Ayer. Uh, it was here's the funny thing I, I read. It was based on a 1998 Vibe magazine article by Ken Lee called Racer X about illegal street racing. We'll get to we'll get back to that in a second. Uh, it stars Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordiana Brewster uh, and a bunch of others that unfortunately don't show up very much in the sequels. Um, OK, right off the bat. Based on Racer X. No, it wasn't. It was based no. on Point Break. <laughs> yeah, it's Point Break. This movie is fucking Point Break. I could picture uh, Rob Cohen walking into the fucking studio head's office and being like, <laughs> all right, Point Break, cars, Vin Diesel. Yeah. Let's it, do it. <laughs> this is, this, so Point Break, I mean, not Point Break, Fast and the Furious Same movie. is what is responsible for a lot of those, like, update movies. You know, like we see, we see movies after two thousand and one where it's like, oh, we basically tell I don't know why every pitch meeting has to start with a big rail of coke, but I feel it does. <laughs> oh, oh well, they absolutely do. So that's the first thing. But it's like right. it, it's point break, point break. <laughs> but what? It's got to be two thousand one. It's got to be cool. Cars, right. cars, cars are cool. Cars you are know? cool. And so, like, but like that's the thing. It's like there are so many movies that are retelling of other movies in like this time period right. that this is why, because they're like, Oh, we just updated point break. Right. We didn't remake point break. We just updated. Um, and, and while it's okay. So I haven't watched this movie. I can't remember in how long we were supposed to do this probably Two years ago, probably our, like our first year doing the show, we were supposed to do this movie and we and for scheduling. Probably we you know, probably took a couple of weeks off or whatever and just went away. And I don't think I've watched it in probably at least at least 10 years, sure. like like at least 10 years. I don't know when Fast Five came out, but I'm guessing I watched it around then. Uh, yeah. I, re I remember seeing Fast Five in the theater and I've always been kind of hot and cold on the whole franchise. Like every time I sit down and watch one of the movies by itself, I really enjoy myself. Yeah. Um, sure. And I think it was, I think it was the second and the third movie that like I, I watched them and I'm like, I, I'm, they're, they're losing me. Like, I don't fucking, what are we doing here? We're right. like the nucleus of this franchise is Paul Walker, Vin Diesel. What are we doing here? And yeah. cause they went off and they, they did Paul Walker and Tyrese and then they did Tokyo drift. And I just, I lost interest and it, it took a lot, to get me back. Um, right. It took the rock to get me back. So that was the thing. Like <laughs> I end up, I end up growing with this. Like a lot of people talk about, I, you know, kind of my sister mostly. Um, Cause she's just like a little bit younger than I am are the proper age for toy story. Right. And you, okay. you hear that like when you watch toy story, one toy story, two toy story, three, and then who cares about toy story four. It that emotional shots Andy, fired. Yeah, well, here's the thing, you <laughs> the one with Keanu. 
Yeah. Did we, did we find the first Keanu movie that Eddie doesn't like? So here's the thing. I love Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom, <laughs> fantastic. I love everything about his arc. He's fantastic. I love Keanu. The problem is, is that, like, you basically had Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4 both try to, like, emotionally cross the finish line. Right. But, but they're both emotional. Like, they're both the end. Like I, I know. Should, I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, Toy, we, we, Toy Story three was the end of the story, and it was a logical end. It was a great ending. Right. Uh, and then they basically were like they, all right, do it again. Yeah, do the <laughs> end again. And yeah. it's just like, okay, that's stupid. Anyway, so like, but my sister was Andy's age, gotcha. so like those, and like, there's a lot of people you saw it kind of happen online where it was just like the emotional touchstone of Andy throughout those films works. And, like, I am 1,000% the target audience from these Fast and the Furious movies okay. when they came out. I was, like, 14 when the first one came out. I was 16 by the time Tokyo Drift came out. I right. was 21 when Fast Five came out. You know what I mean? So, like, when they got increasingly absurd and I could drink alcohol to watch these movies, they got exponentially better. Right. Like, right. Um, I saw Fast and the Furious. I saw Fast Five three times in theaters. Only one time sober. Wow. <laughs> but wow. because I went Lux level and got hammered each time. But it's like, I love these movies. I absolutely love these movies. One, I love Keanu Reeves so much that the Point Break <laughs> reference just gets me there. Like, look, Paul Walker, if you could potentially be Keanu Reeves reincarnated, even though Keanu Reeves is still alive and actually more alive than Paul Walker, then like... that? Yeah, yikes. Uh, but... You don't have to live the gimmick, pal. Oh, what? <laughs> yikes, I know, huh? Yikes. Yikes. But, you know... What is the, what is the accent he's doing in this movie? Oh, he's... I, I forgot he did an accent in this movie. Keanu. And I'm watching it like, what the fuck is he doing in this movie? Canadian surfer. It's Keanu. From, but he's supposed to be from Arizona. Yeah, but he's trying to do Keanu. Do Arizonans time. have accents that sound like that? Like, what was he doing? Again, everybody in this movie... Because he looked like he should have just been a Southern California guy. Yeah. Which everybody, he is. Everybody in this movie, with the exception of Vin Diesel twice, knew exactly what movie they were in. You that... know, Vin Diesel, Vin <laughs> Diesel decided he wanted to act twice in this movie. Well, that that's this is a funny thing because it's one of it's one of the weird mental things that you have to do when watching a movie like this because it's almost like you have to mentally time travel to a point where Vin Diesel wasn't a brand, right? Like this, I believe, came out even before Triple X. Like yeah, I think this, this is... was this was our introduction. To Vin Diesel. Yeah, it was uh, either it, it's either this or Pitch Black, one or the other. It, like they came out back to back. So the movies in okay, his so, catalog. So he, let's see. He he had done a few. So he the okay. Pitch Black came out okay uh, the year before. Also, Boiler Room came out the year before, That's which right. he, he was a major part of. Um, however, he was very much an actor at this point. 
right. you know, like like he he was an act, he was acting. He wasn't like Vin Diesel, you know, putting yeah, his right. name at, in 2001 when Fast and the Furious came out. It was Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, right? Yeah, it wasn't like he was. You put his name on a poster, he's going to sell tickets because he wasn't at that level. Nobody in this movie was a star. No, absolutely not. Uh, I would say probably, and I forget what else she had done. I think she had done some TV. I think probably Jordiana Brewster was the most known person in the the cast yeah. um, at the time. And but even to the point that like he had done uh, he had done the movie Knockaround Guys uh, before this, and it had been shelved for I think he did it like two years prior. Yeah, and it had been shelved, and because of the success of this and Pitch Black. They were like, okay, now we can sell this movie because Vin Diesel's in it. And it wasn't like he was the only one. It had, you know, a number of other actors yeah, in it. Um, uh, Seth Green's in it. Seth Green and uh, Battlefield Earth. Oh, yeah. Um, fucking, I, I could just open the goddamn IMDb I'm looking right at. Um, what the hell is his name? Come on. Dennis Hopper was in it. Barry Pepper. Yeah. Right. Barry Pepper. Yeah, Malkovich. So, it, I mean, it had people. So it's one of those movies that... When you hear it was shelved for two years is kind of surprising because, like, you yeah. could have sold it on Malkovich and Dennis Hopper, probably. Right. You know, you could have at least put it in theaters. Uh, but yeah, so in 2002, the year later, he does Triple X. And once it's like, once he did Triple X, I think he kind of knew what he was as, right. as, as a, a brand, as an actor. Uh, you know, it was it was one of those like because then you start reading, it's like, oh, he's just going down Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, Knock, he's doing uh, Man Apart. Man Apart. That was actually a better movie than it should have been. The problem is, is like Man Apart is one of those unfortunate movies that you see Fast and the Furious, Pitch Black, Triple yep. X, Chronicles of Riddick, which are all these like big bloated action movies. Yeah. That when you get to a Man Apart, which is like slower and like more character driven right. you're like oh this isn't what i wanted it's like when everybody was mad at uh that liam neeson movie where he didn't punch the wolves <laughs> i forget what that was but but the whole thing was, i know i know what you're talking about but like I, I would say man apart is closer um closer to like a training day type of movie yeah, it's correct. it's that more grounded in reality type of you know uh rogue cop drama type of thing yeah um but yeah but again there's, it's weird because there were moments in this like two year period, even knockaround guys he was fucking good in, and He's it's like it's good. like Vin Diesel was like a good actor in a certain range. Sure, like, it's the same thing I talk about with Keanu, right? right? Where it's like if you like if you ask Keanu to do the Keanu stuff, right? His movies are nine times out of ten very good, right? right? But when you ask him to be British in Bram Stoker's Dracula, right. it is awful because you ask this man to play wide receiver when he's an outside linebacker. Right. Like that's what, and it's the same thing where it's like, I forget what he, did he do the pacifier? You um, know? He did one of those. He did one of those type of movies where he was like a CIA nanny. Yeah. Well, it was the pacifier. You know? I, I, the, I was, I was, Figuring out if it was Pacifier or Tooth Fairy. One, I knew one was The Rock and one was him. Yeah. Pa pacifier was him. Um, yeah, and, and it's like, like I said, like there was that period where he was actually acting. Right. <laughs> and, and I know it's fucked up to say, but like he was, you know, he had a small role in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, 
he would he did a movie i'm trying to find where he uh find me guilty uh is a super underrated movie um where he basically he was like a mob boss on trial type of thing um and again staying within the wheelhouse he's not he's not going too far out of his wheelhouse but he's able to act and what i and the reason i keep like emphasizing that is I don't think he's acting anymore, oh, in, no, no. especially in these Fast and the Furious and Pitch Black franchises. It's just he's his brand. You know, it's all, yeah. it's basically him and The Rock are very parallel to each other because they both figured out how to make a fuck ton of money being themselves, basically. Right. You know, it's that same. It's the idea because like Tom Hanks is an actor. Exactly. Right. You hire Tom Hanks to be an actor in your movie. Right. And then you hire The Rock or Vin Diesel to be a movie star. Right. I am I want The Rock. I right. I've hired The Rock and The Rock is coming to do The Rock things. Right. I don't need you to actually emote and like bring drama to the scene and sure. like give this character life. Same thing with Vin Diesel. No, Vin, then I need you to scowl. I need you to say family five times and I need you to just grunt while this car CGI flips on a wrecking ball or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't need, I don't need anything. But again, like you, the flip side is, is like for the bonkers nonsense that this fast nine is going to have with John Cena as his brother. Like it's going to be absolutely bananas. Yeah. The winnings winning monologue from, is from the first one. is like and it's like I was watching it and I'm like oh yeah no I can now sit here some 20 years later and be like oh no this is uh this is one of the top film monologues of all time right you know like on the I, waterfront I'm gonna be a contender the sure. give him an offer he can't refuse sure. like it's it's with those you know like I th- I think I know the reason that like. This movie in particular, because again, the franchise goes off the fucking rails. This is actually yeah. a movie. Like, yeah. like this is an actual movie with a plot. Um, the plot is point break, but still it's a plot. Um, <laughs> they haven't gone off the rails yet. Um, and I think the reason it's not looked at, at with higher regard isn't the rest of the franchise, but the 2001 soundtrack that's on this movie. Oh, hundred percent. It's. I mean, when you kick off with fucking Limp Biscuit, you know what era you're in, right? Yeah. And it just, it's so over the top, like this era. It's that techno, but butt rock as well. And it's just fucking, right. it's like, oh, okay. We are very much in 2001. And as someone who was 21 years old, then it's like, yes, this is. This is rep- it. The the hair, the clothes, the the neon cars, the the fucking the limp biscuit. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. maybe leave everything else. Maybe update the music to less like adrenaline, yeah. ad- adre- well, adrenaline again- inducing, and maybe it's like just taken up one more notch as like franchise is absurd. But that first movie. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't hear that like very Rocky. often. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. It was, it, it was actually a film. You know, you, you made yeah. a film and then you made money. And I get yeah. it. I fucking get it. Um, and there are what, nine movies with one spinoff. And like there was a fucking TV series that I didn't know about. Did you know about that one? Uh, well, are you talking about Fastlane, which is basically no, inspired. no. I I liked Fastlane actually. I did too. Um, it's really sad because that show was very popular. 
it was just too expensive to make for Fox. Yep. Uh, and and you can't find it anywhere streaming. Pisses yeah. me off. Like that again. That was a time capsule. That was like super yeah. like two thousand one, two thousand two. It's TV also show. so unfortunate because you literally captured the lightning in the bottle of this franchise at right. the like the beginning, and yeah. then just weren't able to continue it. Okay, so I, I clicked on the IMDb because it was um. It's actually running now on Netflix. It's Fast and the Furious Spy Racers. It's a kids animated show. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, how, however, there is 32 episodes of it. I guess it's been running since 2019 and is still running to this day. Uh, but okay. Um, I didn't know. You, you brought it to my attention and when I was looking through um, the, uh, the Wikipedia. Found out that there was another one that they did the short films basically telling you where... Yeah. Uh, Paul Walker was before Too Fast, Too Furious, and then telling where Vin Diesel was before Fast Four. So there, this was a thing that like Vin Diesel movies had uh, that were like, I don't know if he was a part of it, but it kind of because he wasn't really in Fast, Too Fast, Too Furious. But they a lot of Vin Diesel movies have these ancillary prequel things, right? So Too Fast, Too Furious. Yep. There is a uh, a prequel that's on the DVD. It was on the DVD originally, and it was yep. on the Blu-ray that I have that explains, because, uh, <laughs> spoiler for the end of the fucking movie that's 20 years old, right. uh, Paul Walker lets Vin Diesel go at the end. Yes. And then when we meet up with him at the beginning of Too Fast, Too Furious, he's a fugitive street racer in Miami. Right. And so it bridges that gap, and basically what ends up happening is he leaves his badge on his hotel room or at his apartment. Right. And he like basically street races across as a fugitive. <laughs> for, you know, it's like, it's an eight minute short film, right. but he street right. races across the, you know, he street races across the country and ends up in Miami. And then, and then here we are. Um, Chronicles of Riddick has. So, so a, that, that one is called, and I swear to God, this is the, the actual title of what we just described. Uh, the turbocharged prelude for Too Fast, Too Furious. Yes, yes. yes. And, but that was a big selling point for the DVD. I remember that because I, I when I bought the DVD, they right. were like, that was a huge selling point of like prequel, like short to, you know, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, there's also one for Fast and Furious, which yep. is the fourth film, because Vin Diesel escapes, he leaves, he's not in Too Fast, Too Furious, Right. He's not in Tokyo Drift. Mm -hmm. Tokyo Drift is, uh, he's not in it for 99% of the movie and then shows up inexplicably for no fucking reason at the end. Right. And then he's in the fourth one. And it's like, how, what, what were you doing in Tokyo? And it's so, so uh, the, the short film for, for the fourth one uh, was co-written and directed by Vin Diesel. Yeah. It's called Los Bandoleros, which is Spanish for the Outlaws. And yeah, it basically catches us up to speed with um with Dominic Toretto. Uh let's see. He goes to Dominican Republic. Uh ba -ba 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 -ba. 
Uh, of course, there's a lot of you know him yeah. working on his car. It's it's a twenty minute long. This one's twenty minutes. Yeah, the uh, the the prelude to Too Fast, Too Furious is only like six minutes. Yeah, and it's quite like it looks like at least as far as the Wikipedia page. Uh, that they put a lot more effort into this one because the other one only lists Paul Walker as a character, and I'm guessing it is. it's basically just him racing across the country. It this is. one yeah. has Michelle Rodriguez. It has you know like a few it has new characters, old characters. Um, yeah, it's basically it's it sounds like film. a Prison Break, basically. So yeah, basically, so like if you look at the franchise, Paul Walker goes on his adventure in Too Fast, Too Furious. It's where we meet Tyrese and Ludacris, who will come back in fast five yeah and then nobody is in like i said until vin diesel shows up at the end the only other person is han yeah and uh he's the only one that shows up in tokyo drift they also did the weirdest thing with the tokyo drift movie because it's so elseworldy that they like picked it up and like kept pushing it down the timeline yep so like you see it where like it happens and then uh, we start with fast and furious, the fourth one and Hans there, but he died in the third one. And then he's in fast five too. And then the creators were like, look, here's the deal. Tokyo drift just kind of happens in the future. And there's a line in it at the end where they're all like going their separate ways at the end of fast five, where his girlfriend asks him like, Hey, where do you want you want to go to Tokyo or like something along those lines? And he's like, "We'll get there eventually." Like he like just yeah, he like dismisses it, and then he's in so that they could just keep having him in movies because he was. Statham killed him at the end in a post-credit scene of one of them, right? Yeah, and now he's back because he didn't kill him or something like. I don't know. It's bad. Well, 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 the cast kind of went all pro wrestling on, on on Twitter when Hobbs and Shaw were coming out, yeah. uh, because Hobbs and Shaw obviously turned Statham into a good guy, but the cast acted like Han was a real person and was like, "This is yeah, bullshit. Weird. You can't make this movie with the hashtag literally justice for Han." And it's like, I what? It's like what is like this, it, like Michelle Rodriguez and and Vin Diesel and all were taking to Twitter, being like, "You can't make this movie." I'm just like. You're just mad that The Rock is stealing your franchise. Like, that's all there is to it. You're yeah. just pissed off that The Rock is stealing your franchise. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I one of my favorite things about this is that this film franchise got its second wind at movie five. Right. Like, to be fair, like, episode, so, like, movies two and three are, like, nonsense. Right. They right. like they were just sequels to make sequels, you know, more so Tokyo Drift than Too Fast, Too Furious. They really tried. They tried right. to bring in Tyrese to like replace Vin Diesel because Vin Diesel wanted to do Chronicles of Riddick instead, right. which why you didn't just figure that out is stupid. Right. But then Fast, I remember Fast 4, you know, uh, Fast and Furious, where right. that was the selling point. The selling point was that all of them are coming back together. They're all they're all coming back together and see original cast. I'm like, all right, I'm going to check this out. It's sure. a good movie. The whole thing is is that you know Letty had died doing something illegal. They get recruited by the government to like go undercover to like solve crime. <laughs> and yeah, the 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 I think the one of the weird crutches of this franchise is always the fake out death. Yeah, like, well, that's oh, the thing. Letty's back and she's alive. It's like. And her memory is gone. 
Really? Is that, no. what, uh, that what's up? Well, that's, that's what we're the doing? thing that happened to Han. I think Han's <laughs> yeah, still alive. Han, yes. You know, like his, well, yeah, because he show, doesn't he show up in the trailer with the John Cena one? Yeah, so, and it's like, hey, what's up, guys? It's like, no, no, you, no, no. You, you can throw a car through the air with your arm, but goddamn it, he's dead. Sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Vin Diesel, not Vin Diesel, John Cena catches a car in the trailer of Fast Nine. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what happens. The there Rock is, at there some is point, no rules. Oh, there's no rules, but it's the best part. Because it's a soap opera. It is a testosterone soap opera. I mean, it's what I, it I, is. I, I know we're bouncing movie to movie, but whatever. This franchise is bonkers. Like it, in Hobbs and Shaw, when The Rock is on right. the back of the fucking tow truck that fucking Roman Reigns is driving, right. and he literally pulls a helicopter down with his yes. arm. Like, okay, the only other time I've really seen that in recent Captain movies, America. Captain America. Guess what? Captain America is a super soldier. This guy's just supposed to be a guy. Dude. <laughs> and here's the thing. You have the bananas storyline of like robotic Idris Elba or something like it's nonsense. <laughs> uh, but but it's like I absolutely love it because the movies ask nothing. They ask right. nothing of you. And that's the best part. Because, like, people just, like, you know, look, we watch a lot of movies, yeah. right? We watch a lot of movies. A lot of good ones, more bad ones. But, you know, some movies you have to sit and pay attention to. Like, right. Parasite. Parasite was fantastic. Right. But it's in a foreign language. you sure. got to read. There's a lot of people talking about stuff. And, like, there's not action. You aren't watching what's happening. You have to hear right. what's happening. And so it's like that that movie takes a lot of investment, right? right? But when Vin Diesel decides to like jump out of an airplane with a car and skydive with a car, you know what I mean? It's just like, look, I don't need to pay attention. Nope. I'm just I'm just watching it. And nope. it's it's somehow captured it's somehow just captured the people. Like I mean, it's not that hard to understand. I mean, it, it's like you said, it, it's a turn your brain off action movie, you know, and, and it's one of those things like it's a it's become a franchise. So you are so you automatically have the built in audience. Uh, we see how that that's it's how it's why people make movies now, you know, between Marvel and fucking stuff. Basically, everything Disney's doing is, is built off of the back of the Fast and the Furious type of type of uh movie making you know right. i mean jesus christ i saw a set photo indiana jones is is back on set now fucking harrison yeah. ford is back in the fedora it's like here comes another franchise how long are we going to do this uh so yeah i get it because they sure. they make easy money you know it's it's the reason that they they've pushed a lot of movies off because you know the past the pandemic all the movie theaters closing you got i i saw it and the only reason i know this is all happening on the same weekend is because i saw an article um Stallone released uh, the date for the Rocky Four director's cut. It's going to get a theatrical run, oh, and geez. it's going to come out in November of this year. Okay. And it's the same exact weekend that the Eternals, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Top Gun Maverick are all supposed to come out on the same weekend i am going to live at the movie theater. <laughs> i'm gonna live at the movie theater it's like oh so i can go see ghostbusters rocky top gun oh and yeah. a new marvel movie sure yeah. take sure. my weekend <laughs> sure yeah but yeah so it's like 
that's these movies are they, they they make bank you know that that's the fact and and it's for me on on a like it's it's weird it's very and they're pg-13 my, and they're pg-13 and we, we can talk about that in a second because I, I have a theory on on this movie a little bit uh but it's like my brain works in a kind of a hypocritical way when I think about these types of this type of filmmaking, the filmmaking basically for um, corporate profit, sure. uh, the the, fra- the franchise type of filmmaking like this. Like you said, they're not putting a shitload of effort into these fucking stories. It's like, all right, especially now with CGI. I mean, we don't even need to wreck cars. Right. We put we put a guy. I mean, we talked about it last week on our, our Army of the Dead. Tick Nataro was completely added months after filming, and it's right. seamless. They don't need. They added the entire city well, of Las Vegas well, and didn't need to fucking yeah. actually they shot in the Jersey. Guy. Yes, they, <laughs> and, shot, uh, they shot on green screens. Like I watched it. It was like a fourteen minute. Uh, it was basically a montage of all the green screen special effects. It's on. It's on YouTube. Just go to Netflix uh, YouTube channel, and it was amazing. They literally were standing around big green boxes. And they just added Las Vegas and they right. added zombies and they, they blew up Las Vegas and they blew up zombies and they yeah. made a tiger eat a guy's head. And it's like, this is, this is what we're doing. And now with Fast and Furious, it's like, yeah, we don't need to even wreck a car. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like well, I go back to, I, I think back to like, uh, I, I always remember because in the, the DVD extras of bad boys Two, um, they had the the car that that Will Smith was driving was this super rare, super expensive car, and they had like a hero car. And I know you will understand what that means, but the hero car is basically like the actual car that's used for close-ups. It, it's not it's not to be. It's touched. the one it's that not, Will Smith is actually driving. Well, he's not even driving it. Oh yeah, that that car gets towed, dropped, and just set, and you can take pretty pictures of it. The sure. interiors are a different stunt car, so. There was a shot where they had the hero car, which is the actual expensive rare car, and Martin Lawrence pops out of the the passenger seat and slams the door into a fucking cement pillar and does his line. His line's like, "What's up, motherfucker?" And you can hear one of the like, uh, you can hear Michael Bay off camera go, "You just bit the fucking car!" <laughs> like, dude, super pissed. So of course, yeah. in the third one, they they spoof that by actually having him do it in the movie. But like, yeah. they don't even have to worry about that anymore. Just, no. we need to throw a car off a building. Cool. All right. Done. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of keystrokes and you're fucking done. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was like um, for the Justice League stuff. They talked about the quote unquote reshoots. Right. Most of them were just CGI. Like, I, yeah, I heard most of them were like done in, in driveways. Yeah. Like they either did it like the, if they needed the physical actor, they just like popped up a green screen yep. in like and had Ben Affleck stand in front of it. Yep. And then they just popped him into the scene later. Yep. Like, that was it. So it's that, just like... That, it, that it, whole it's... nightmare scene was was shot. Yeah. That's, that's how that was shot. Like, him and Leto were never in the same room together. Right. You know, so it's like, yeah, this you this these movies are great. You know, the other thing, too, is, is that they're a necessary evil, right? And I don't even want to say evil because, like, at the end of the day, like, you make movies to make money, right? Sure. Like, sure. like... There's there's art, there's sure. the art, and then there's the like we're making movies to have fun, sure, right? Sure. And this falls in the latter camp, and it's like the Fast Nine. This, well, the, the second you want someone to see your work, you're doing it for for money, 
Right. If you if you were doing it for the love of it, you would go make the movie, and then you would go make another movie, and you'd go make another movie. You just keep making movies. You wouldn't yeah. give a shit if anybody ever saw them. The fact that we want people to see our right. our art, whatever that form is, means we want to get paid to do this. Yeah, hundred percent. But like, the thing is, is that Fast Nine, and I don't think that they're the same studio at all. But like, Fast Nine is going to fund the next, and I always fuck up his name, Bong Jong Hoon. Uh, it's going to fund his next movie. Sure. Now, maybe he's a bad example because, like, at this point, he's made enough movies that people are just going to give him the money to make the movies. But, like, somebody like that, like, sure, sure, sure. in order to get the studio to give you the money to make Parasite, right. Fast 9 needs to come out and make a billion dollars. Right. Of course. You know, like, that's the thing that people, you know, like, Vin Diesel, in order to make a man apart, needs to do the sequel to uh, Chronicles, you know, he needs to do Chronicles of Riddick. Well, they, I mean, they, they jokingly explained it. Uh, they had Affleck explain it in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. It's like, you know, or it was Matt Damon in, in that one. It's like, it's like, oh, you, you got to do the, the, the art house one and then you got to do the, the serious one, but then you do the, the friendship one or the, the guy who owes you one. And then you got to do the studio one just to pay for the art house one. It's like, right. The machine keeps rolling, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get it. If you know, if the uh, if you have this passion project and you go to a studio with it, they're like, okay, great. Well, you're Matt Damon, so right. you're gonna have to be in Thor Ragnarok in order to do this. Yeah, we'll give you the money. We'll give you, you money, need- but you got you got to put your name on this. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be in this, you know, piece of crap. Which he he is in the fucking new Thor. Yeah. Because yeah. he was playing the the theater version of Loki in Ragnarok, yeah, and then he was seen on set of Love and Thunder in the same fucking getup. So somehow they're doing dinner theater with Loki type shit. It's, I can't wait. Gonna that movie's going to be bananas. <laughs> yeah, okay. is fantastic. So so before we before we wrap up, um, this movie, watching it, and I didn't, I haven't done any research on it, but just watching it. It felt like it was an R-rated movie that got edited down for PG-13. Um, and there's hard PG-13 movies, but this one felt like they were taking, like they were definitely manipulating certain scenes. And there was, yeah, like it, it, it felt like there was yes. an R-rated version of this movie that exists somewhere that nobody ever talks about. Yes, 100%. Uh, you can hear it in some of the ADR. Um, yep. There's one... There's one line in this movie that ages horribly, and it's when Vince attacks, um, is about to attack it's, Paul it's, Walker. Yeah, it's, it's basically their first scene together. Yeah, and it's like, that line... Ca- calls him the F word, not yeah, fuck. Yeah, the gay slur. Yes. Um, and so, like, it's not cool. Uh, there's also a scene where, like, after the street race and, like, the stuff with Johnny Tran... Who I hope if they're going to like retcon people's deaths, I hope he doesn't die because I want to see how that villain exists in this world with John Cena, super soldier. Am I wrong? Johnny Tran is like one of the worst gangsters ever. Like I didn't understand. That was another part that I didn't really understand. Um, We'll get back to the R thing in a second. Uh, Because like all of a sudden Paul Walker and Vin Diesel just, 
find themselves on his turf for his neighborhood right. and they act like he's God. Like if yeah. you, if you do, if you even look at him in the eyes, he will strike you down dead. And then all of a sudden they're out there at the street race thing in the desert. And Vin Diesel just hauls off and punches him because he calls him a rat. And it's like, wait a minute, there needs to be yeah. rules here. Johnny yeah. Tran is either the biggest gangster alive that nobody, he's the untouchable. Right. Or he's like a mid-level guy that you can punch. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like that, uh, fucking i forget what mob movie it was but oh it was departed it was departed yeah. it's like there, there's guys you can hit and there's guys you can't hit and i'm not saying yeah. that's not a guy you can hit but what are the rules you know yeah and that's the thing and so like it also happens with vin diesel too a little bit his, where like, his his um what do you call it his um like status his myth I guess like, yeah. yeah, it's like it's there's parts of it where he is uh, like Johnny Tran. He's he's the biggest criminal ever. And then there's parts of it like he's just nothing like, OK, so when um after the street race, the and right. he's he's walking away, some fucking uniformed cop in the he cruiser cop. is like Toretto. It's like, no, fucking no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. you're not going to you're looking for people in cars. You're this not a notorious like celebrity criminal right that's the thing is like he's you're not stealing gonna... dvd players <laughs> yeah yes and yeah God. that's the funniest thing is that this entire franchise where they're gonna like destroy london or something yep. in this movie and like it started with uh four assholes stealing and selling dvd players and camcorders six million dollars in dvd players and camcorders yeah. is i that, openly is laughed piccadilly square yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, you should just let him have the DVD player, so then Seriously. we wouldn't have the people. You know, like it's definitely the that like weird Avengers effect that they have, where they're like, yeah, if these assholes in superhero cars didn't exist, then we wouldn't have these crazy supervillains because everything basically feels like in a revenge at this point. Like everybody wants revenge on somebody for doing something. You know, I don't know. It's again, it's it's. It's it's just funny to to hear in 2021 when at this point, six million dollars worth of DVD players and camcorders. You would need to fill the Grand Canyon with DVD players and camcorders to make six million dollars. It's not four trucks. No, it's not four (laughs) trucks. Uh, But so now this was a thing I wanted to bring up because you you talked about the R-rated thing. Yes. Yes. It feels like they. I feel there was quite a bit of nudity cut out of the race scenes. Yeah, definitely. they cheated around a lot of that. And when Toretto and uh, when Toretto and Brian show up at the house after they meet up with Johnny Tran, yep. uh, his sister is like in the window, and she yep. just like straight up takes her top off in the mirror. And yep. we don't see tits because like she has a bunch of stuff at the bottom of the mirror. But right. I, I, there has to be a version of that where all that stuff is gone, and you can right. see her clits, and you can right. see her tits. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's that type of movie. No, it's not that type of movie. Um, but have, you don't watch American Dad, do you? I mean, I, I've seen it, yeah. So there's a uh, there's a thing in American Dad where Roger and Steve, the son, yeah. find the next script to Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's a Fast and the Furious movie, except for it's also... Like, there's a ton of scenes that make it, like, a super hardcore gay movie. <laughs> and and so they end up going to... 
they end up going to a movie studio and I forget whether they're trying to like pitch it or fix it or be like, what the hell? And they talk to the movie executive and they're like, Oh yeah, this is this is this is how all of the Fast and the Furious movies are made. I think they're, I have seen that episode. They're hardcore, they're hardcore gay porn, and we <laughs> let him shoot all of it. All of it. They shoot all of it because that's the process, and then we just cut out that stuff, and the movie is a Fast and the Furious movie. It's hilarious, and it's funny because having seen having seen that. Like that episode of American Dad, yeah. and then rewatching this movie, I'm like, man, there is there yeah. is so much subtext that yeah. it's just like, because there's no reason why Brian should be given uh, Vin Diesel the pass. Like, no, no. Besides, besides the fact that it happened in Point Break, I can't think of any. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> Yeah, there's, it happened in Point Break, but well, it's just... also Brian's character. Like, I don't know. Like, how long? How many? How many years has he been going and getting tuna sandwiches? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's in love with this girl real fucking quick. And I get it; it's a movie. We got we we got to get to the car racing type of stuff. But like, you know, we don't have time for silliness. Like, you know, plot um, and backstory. But like. It feels super new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it feels like he'd been showing up for maybe a few days to a week, especially the way Vince reacts. It's like, all right, pal, you've been doing this for about a week now. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, that's, I forget. They say it. It's like, it, at most, it's been three weeks. Okay. At so, most. It's super new. And I don't know. Like, he saves yeah. Vin Diesel a hell of a lot more than Vin Diesel saves him. And he does that so that Vin Diesel will trust him. But you're right. still doing cop shit. And, like, I don't know. At no <laughs> the, point. At I no agree. Point, that none of it's earned. Yeah. Well, because there isn't that scene that shows that Vin Diesel is, like, doing it for a noble purpose. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no thing where it's just, like, yeah, he's stealing six million dollars in he's six million dollars in uh, DVD players and camcorders, but he also like secretly rebuilt this school. You right. know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's nothing. It's just the your- only, the only real redemption thing uh, or softening, I guess, of, of the criminal that is uh, Dominic Toretto is um, because the whole basis of Paul Walker's boss for how evil of a person Toretto is, is the fact that he beat a man to death with a wrench. The story of why he beat that guy down, that kind of softens that blow. Like, oh, he's not a psychopath. It was an, a, you know, a juvenile emotional rage. Yes, saw his father die. This guy was mechanic, etc. Okay, that part makes sense. But you're after that, yeah. But you're stealing six millions and millions of dollars simply to fund drag racing. Yeah, you're just you're, <laughs> just yeah. to buy parts from Japan. That's like, it. That's you're what a dick. You're <laughs> like yeah. work for a living, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you own a garage and like you're not trying to get enough money to like be able to be allowed back on the circuit or whatever. Like, there's no. I, I don't get it. I just don't like. That's the other thing. Like a lot of the, and again. It's not that type of movie, but I there, I feel there's a lot of backstory, especially with Vin, Vin Diesel's character, because um, the the garage owner that, that Paul Walker works for, yeah. 
he makes that comment that like if Dominic races, uh, all the kids are in the next week buying the parts, the same parts that were on his car. Like he's a right. celebrity or something like that. And I feel there was like they yada yada his celebrity part of racing too quickly. Like he was yeah. he was a he was a pro racer that got to, that you know got banned because of the murder. And yeah, the guy's or, not even or, dead. Not dead, but the the beating or whatever the fuck. And um, and now he's like this infamous street racer. Right. Which still doesn't explain the police knowing him, the beat cop knowing him, because it yeah. was. It wasn't like it wasn't like a detective that's been working yeah. on the Dominic Toretto. Again, case he was also him. on foot. He's on foot. It's the you know the midnight shift cop. Un- unfortunately, yeah. I you know, it's like I'm gonna bring a little bit of reality into this. That guy doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he also he doesn't see somebody, <laughs> right? And in reality, it's the funny thing is like that cinema sins when like somebody answers a question as they enter a room, and it's just like, oh, they never would have been able to hear that. Right, and it's the same right. thing where it's like he turns the corner and like pulls up his jacket, yeah, as the guy's going by, yeah, and so he didn't, he would have seen him from behind, sure, and he wouldn't have thrown the car into reverse in like a <laughs> skidding U-turn because he thought he saw the guy that they were looking for, maybe. And they weren't even looking for him. They were looking for street racers, not Dominic yeah. Toretto. Right. And he called them out by name. That was the problem. It was yeah. like... Right. Also, here's the thing. Here's the, like, here's the, like, the reality of this, that situation where it's like, right. oh, you're, you have nothing. When as soon as as soon as you say I'm here, I'm arresting you for street racing. Oh, while I'm on foot, I'm on you. You it's picked like in me the, up. Fucking Lethal Weapon Three, where they pulled the guy over for jaywalking. He's like, you got a license? I wasn't driving. I was walking. I'm gonna yeah. shoot him. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the same. It's the same thing. Where it's just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're arresting me for <laughs> drag racing while I'm walking how's that work how does that work? i don't have a car <laughs> i don't have a car i don't have a car on me i have car keys and i have a car later you don't even know what car you were looking for jesus christ it's but like, yeah it's like that again it was that they were trying to obviously build the mythology of dominic toretto as this known person right whether, whether he was known for criminal or known for racing they were trying to build him as known. And the problem was it only occurred at the convenient times. Like the rest yeah. of the time, he's just a mechanic in a garage. Right. You know what I, I mean? No, like, like, like it's not like he's, you know, some underground racer that's getting, you know, sponsored by NOS or whatever the fuck. It's like he's he's yeah. a dude running a garage who has to steal to pay for his parts. That's not how that that's not how the myth- mythical guy would be living. Right, and it also feels like Race Wars is this, like, really legitimate thing. Definitely feels like X Games for cars. Yeah. Like, like there should be ESPN cameras and and fucking Gatorade sponsors and stuff, or whatever the kids drink these days. I don't even fucking know. Rockstar Energy Drink, maybe. I don't know. Because it feels like, Limp Biscuit would be live on stage. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Warp Tour would be happening while we're there. You know what I mean? And But it's like... 
because all of the side, like all of its side bets. Well, right? also you get like a thousand people gathering in one location, and they're all hindered on one guy with a fucking CB radio, hoping to hear the cop signal. It's like really a police scanner, whatever the fuck. But it's yeah. like really, you guys all gathered here, and this could all be fucked up if there isn't a murder happening, because that's what sets it off. He's like, oh, got a one eight seven at a gas station. We're good to go. It's like what? Yeah, yeah right. This is like a big deal. <laughs> yeah, you closed down like eight blocks. You, like people plan for this all year, and you're hoping that there's a murder. I know yeah. it's Los Angeles. Come on. <laughs> so I don't know. It's yeah. It's but it's, it's a wild. it's a hoot and a holler. And, it's a good um, movie. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. Uh, soundtrack aside, it's a good fucking movie. Yeah. It's and really and, and if you can turn your brain off or just turn it back to 2001, it's a it's a good movie all around. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Uh, I'm gonna be watching the rest of them. I can't wait because I, I don't know if I showed it yet, but I bought all of them. I bought Fantastic. them all on, on Blu-ray. I, I love how I'm influencing you. Oh God, you're a terrible <laughs> person. Um, you're a terrible person, but I've started buying Blu-rays. But it's because I've missed the, I have missed the bonus stuff, right? Because right. like Disney Plus does an okay job of it, right. um, putting in some of the stuff, but. You know they don't have all of the DVD commentary and all the extras and stuff like sure. that. Like, the like nerd I, shit that we like, right? I, you know, uh, it's not on there. Why it's so? I was talking to Bill of a couple of park hoppers, which mm-hmm. if you like theme park content, you should definitely follow them. But he, uh, we were talking about Universal, and I'm like, Universal Studios breaks my heart because they don't own ninety percent of the property in their theme parks in Orlando. Right. Because Superhero Island, Seuss Landing, um, and Simpsons. Harry Potter, Simpsons, like none of that is theirs. All owned by Disney. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I don't even think that they own the minions. I want to say Illuminations uh, Warner Brothers too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, whoever, because Illuminations was part of DreamWorks for a minute. I, I know DreamWorks got sold to somebody. I don't know. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, right. I'm not going down the rabbit hole. But I think that by like association, I don't like. I think it's Warner Brothers. You uh-huh. know, and and then like all of those. I think those comics are like Dudley Do Right is like public domain at this point. <laughs> you know, like Popeye and and Dudley Do Right's public domain. Right. And it's just like all you have is like these like you have like fast and the furious like that's your franchise and it's not on peacock why are those movies not on peacock the their movies that was a a thing because when i finished watching the first one um i wanted to go watch the fourth one fourth one you cannot find despite the fact google says it's on peacock when you click on it it kicks you off to fast five and they have fast five and fast six on Peacock, they have one, two, three, and Hobbs and Shaw on HBO Max. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. You can you can rent four. You can buy or rent four digitally places. Yeah. Um, I don't know where seven or eight is. I don't know. I'm sure they're fucking yeah. somewhere, or they're not. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that that's something like the more the studios get into their proprietary streaming services, they really need to like, I get it. Licensing money. It is what it is. Sure. And, and I'm going to bitch about it till I'm blue in the face, but it's one of those things. Like if you're going to have these things, like they should all be in one place. Like yeah. there, sh- there should come a time where 
if a streaming service wants to buy the license to Fast and the Furious, they have to take all nine films. Yeah, right. Like that. That again, I'm I'm asking studios to book for me personally, but that's but just, no, but you're 100 percent right. That way, it sounds it to me in my head that would sound like a good marketing thing. We have every Fast and the Furious right. movie because this is one of those franchises that when a new movie comes out, I I see a lot of people online like doing like fucking watch along parties. Like people, I I've known per, personal people who have had full blown day long parties. Like we've done the the marathons of Star Wars and Marvel when theaters right. were a thing. No, they do them in their house. Like they invite yeah. like 30 people over and just do a day long Fast and the Furious thing and people are coming, people are going, people are falling asleep, drinking right. all and it's like a good fucking day. So if there was a streaming service that had them all, right. you you could really kind of corner that market when new well, movies come out and these are things that, you know, come out every other year now. It's even simpler, right? Like I bought all of them Right. On Blu-ray, right? I bought, I bought, and I guess that that's ultimately what you want, maybe. But it's like I bought them because I wanted to watch them before I went and saw the new one, right? And this was the easiest way for right. me to see all of them. Sure, you know what I mean. And it's like you're gonna have, you would have had people sign up for Peacock, right? Or upgraded to the paid Peacock if they weren't already, you know. Right. And you would have been able to do that. If they were all there, sure. But but I think, and also uh, from a studio selling movies point of view, uh, they are the bundle that you have is available to buy. I know you have the digital copies with your Blu-ray. You can buy them digitally. I think I yeah. actually looked because I was looking for the fourth one. Uh, you can. I think it's like fifty-four bucks for the yeah. just the digital eight-pack uh, of them. So I and I think the studios probably would prefer that. That's why you see stuff like. Uh, stuff will come out on digital and then physical like a month later because they want to because again I was, i've talked to my brother a lot about this because he also collects physical media and it's always annoying when a movie that we want to see comes out on digital knowing that it's going to come out a month later with the digital copy it's like i'm not going to fucking buy it and then yeah. spend, you know because i want the blu-ray the one i'm dealing with is the unholy the unholy comes out on blu-ray on june 22nd and it's going to have a digital out. copy and it's already available to buy digitally, but you can't rent it. So you got to pay $20 to buy it digitally now right. or wait till, you know, two more weeks and then get the Blu-ray with the digital copy. And that's obviously right. what I'm going to do. Um, but I for should. them, for the studios, it's obviously a cost cutting measure because if they can push people to digital, they, that means they have to manufacture less discs. Right. All they got to do, like it, it costs the studio zero money for you to click buy on a digital copy and watch it on your streaming fucking thing. Yeah. They've already uploaded the movie. It's one copy uploaded and just shared everywhere. Yeah. It's you know? passive income. Right. Exactly. They, they don't have to create a, they don't have to create a disc. They don't have to create a box. They don't have to ship it. They don't, none of that yeah. shit. None of that. Pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but that is way too nerdy for, for us to wrap up. What are we doing next week? Because I think that's Fast and the Furious. That is Fast and Furious. That here's the thing. I was going to, um, I was going to just suggest we keep rolling with this train, but you know, I feel like we covered all of the Fast and Furious movies in this. Well, I also I, I figured we, we'd get started on this because you were going to do your own thing. I felt I am, I am, okay. I am going to be watching and kind of reviewing each one of the individuals. So okay, you know, so that so, was so that keep was, an eye on the at the Eddie McCabe for their uh, your yeah your reviews. Of uh, the rest I guess of the question would be: Is do we want to do a good movie or a bad movie? 
well, you have options of either? I do. I do okay. have options. Um, I recently purchased on Blu-ray The Godfather. Okay. And so if we wanted to do a good movie, we could do The Godfather. I also was talking to somebody about Casino. Um, We've done that one. We've done Casino. We've done I mean, Casino. Did, did you buy The Godfather or The Godfather Trilogy? I just bought The Godfather. Okay. All right. Because I was going to say we should do Godfather 3. <laughs> well, the Coda, the Coda just got released. Or I, 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 I have the, Coda. Yeah, I, I bought Coda. Uh-huh. Um, and so then, the bad movie. Uh-huh. The bad movie is Kung Pao Enter the Fist. It came out. It came out around the same time uh, as Fast and the Furious. It came out in two thousand and two. Um, it is the movie. It's the movie that is a kung fu movie, but the actor is American, and they digitally inserted him into this like real life kung fu movie. All right, let's see. Where is this plan here? Is this? It's uh, on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Let's do Kung Pao. Fuck it. <laughs> this is what happens again. <laughs> let's do Kung Pao. All right, next week, Kung Pao. Enter the fist. I can already tell Eddie is very happy about this. This one. is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I have never actually seen it. I recognize the the box, uh, the cover art, but I've actually never sat down and watched it. So Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, available on Hulu for you to play at home. Thank you for joining us on that movie show for Fast and the Furious. Uh, You can follow us on social media at Mike Went, at the Eddie McCabe, hashtag that movie show. The website is thatmovieshow.net. The Facebook is facebook.com slash thatmovieshowtv. And you can use any of those channels to recommend or suggest anything for us to review. Because as you see, we really don't make plans until the very end of these episodes on what we're doing next week. So we will see you next week. Once again, thank you for joining us. We're available on any and all podcasting apps, of course. Hit subscribe and review. And we'll see you next week for Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Hoobie Valley, Hoobie Hollywood Where any office boy or young mechanic 